Hi and welcome to the Professor Matthews podcast and in this one we're going to take actually quite a different uh, type of podcast. So in this one we're going to talk about researching artificial intelligence in the fields of innovation and entrepreneurship and information systems and thinking about what are some of the opportunities and some of the key questions to encourage academics, scholars to investigate the potential of artificial intelligence for innovation, for entrepreneurship, but also, and quite crucially in my opinion, at the interface with information systems. Because right now, what I'm seeing across business and management research is quite the fragmentation happening, where pockets of research on artificial intelligence are happening in disparately across different fields. But what I think we can really do and benefit from is more multidisciplinary research where we can draw in insights and expertise from across the boundaries of fields, not just borrowing theory, but borrowing knowledge, understanding, conceptualization and theory to help us really understand both the evolution of artificial intelligence's usefulness, but also how to commercialize it in ways that will create wealth and value for the economy, but also for society. Hence, the question of linking information systems with innovation and entrepreneurship to really understand AI. So if we think about the complexity of entrepreneurship research uh, as an example, so because this is one of my domains, so it makes sense for me to talk about this for now. But there are lots of different ways of looking at entrepreneurship, both as a phenomenon, but also as a field of research. So, for instance, we have entrepreneurship as a behavior compared to entrepreneurship as a process. So, for instance, AI may help us fund or help entrepreneurs to be able to act entrepreneurially act on their creativity, help them better transform perhaps their technical knowledge into something that would drive their business. And for me, this is important because a lot of entrepreneurship and a lot of innovation does fail. Why does that happen? More often than not, it's due to a lack of complementary skills or abilities within the individual or the business. So for instance, execution intelligence relies not just on entrepreneurial capability, but also managerial capability. So if AI can support some of those improved or help improve some of those decision making elements, then entrepreneurship as a behavior can become both more efficient and more effective. On the other hand, in terms of entrepreneurship as a process, and you can think of this as from opportunity identification to its evaluation and exploitation, then again, AI may help individuals and to better identify opportunities, to better identify or understand markets, or having identified an opportunity to engage in customer discovery, the more market-focused activities of that entrepreneurship process. So again, there is AI could fit into both elements in that respect. Another question is the elusiveness of entrepreneurial opportunities and whether opportunities exist at all waiting to be discovered or whether it's a creative process in which opportunities come into reality. There is to a certain extent a debate that opportunities are only known after the fact, in other words, when they've been identified, or whether or not they somehow exist out there waiting latently and patiently to be discovered by the creative or insightful 
entrepreneur. And what does that creativity and insightfulness or alertness rely on? Well, in no small part, it relies on knowledge, both to be able to understand and see an opportunity, but also to then act on it. Another scenario is to look at, uh, when we think about entrepreneurship, is not just looking at individual entrepreneurship and startup, but to look at the phenomenon of intrapreneurship. In other words, corporate entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial behavior by employees within existing businesses, large or small, public or private, family or non-family, but entrepreneurship taking place inside businesses. And again, in organizations that have legacies, historical capabilities, historical investments in, in uh, ways of doing things and markets and products and services, it can be very hard to sacrifice or cannibalize any of that and move away by really innovating dramatically. So what we tend to see then is much more exploitative behavior, quality improve of life improvements, incremental updates to existing products and services rather than rethinking what markets could be like in the future. Again, AI can help unlock that. And it's not really unlocking what a future market might be. It's simply helping to unlock the human creativity to devise what that future might be. Another phenomenon in entrepreneurship is geopolitical implications and effects from intricate intertwining systems. And so if we apply that to the context of AI, what we've seen, at least in the in the debate, in the broader business media, but just in in general societal media is the question of well what are the dangers of AI what are the ethics and ethical questions around artificial intelligence and therefore how do we regulate artificial intelligence so from an entrepreneurial perspective where geopolitical implications and intricate intertwining systems affect entrepreneurs particularly as they globalize and internationalize their businesses, then what, has, what role can AI either play in facilitating that behavior, that internationalization of the firm? Or on the other hand, if the firm is AI dominant, then what are some of the implications as it takes some of that business model um, into other markets or other countries which may ultimately look to regulate AI differently? <clears throat> Another good uh, el or important element of research in the entrepreneurship field and innovation for that matter is the idea of ecosystems. So entrepreneurial ecosystems and innovation ecosystems. And for me, some of the critical issues in ecosystems is not just you know the availability of resources and knowledge and ideas, but really it's about how do we facilitate and build connections and manage those connections in ways that not just facilitates access to resource, ideas, information, but then collates and brings that together. If creativity is really that, idea, that ability to bring together disparate pockets of new information and pockets of ideas with the existing, then AI can again help us perhaps to make more sense of that. <clears throat> and then finally, entrepreneurship is susceptible to context. And one of the key elements when we are, you know, are trying to act entrepreneurially is, well, what does it mean to be entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial in one market versus another, in one country versus another, in one um, religious context or societal context uh, versus another? And again, are there opportunities there to understand how AI may broaden our understanding? So, for instance, one very good and very obvious example is in communication. 
So now we have technologies available to us in which we can, for example, speak into our mobile phone. It will listen, translate, and then project the same um, statements back out in another language. So in other words, there is an AI model to help us speak a completely new language without having to actually learn it in the first place. Um, again, very helpful in new contexts. So that's what's, you know, the, the broader context of some of the complexities in the entrepreneurship field. And also I've hinted at what's going on, uh, you know, in terms of AI developments. So what are some of the research opportunities then at the interface of entrepreneurship and innovation and artificial intelligence? Now, here I'm going to cover really three things. One, I'm going to begin with theory. So I'll discuss various types of theories that are often used in entrepreneurship and innovation research and question how we might extend that to AI. Next, I'll look at what are some of the empirical phenomena, what's going on in the outside world that is of importance that should trigger academic research. And then finally, I'll close with some discussion of how I think artificial intelligence might be able to inform our research methods or help support some of our methodological elements of the research. So let's start with theory. There are a whole bunch of theories I could you know, potentially point to, but I'll just talk about some sets of theories inside the firm and some sets of theories outside the firm, just to give you an idea or a flavor of some of the possible research opportunities uh, when it comes to entrepreneurship and innovation and artificial intelligence. So for example, inside the firm, we have a theory such as information processing. So in other words, how does the firm capture, collate, assimilate, and distribute, and then leverage information throughout the business? That can involve multiple elements. It can mean the information processing function itself. It could be the conversion of big data into value creation. It could be elements of organizational memory or organizational learning, for example. Or, taking one step further, uh, organizational improvisation. So artificial intelligence, in what ways could artificial intelligence help plug or support or even automate organizational activities to help improve, for instance, organizational memory? One of the phenomena that I'm really curious about is that when organizations learn so much information, and you know, in many ways that can be contained within uh, intranets or systems or manuals, but in reality, much of it sits within human beings who may come and go. Now, that doesn't mean information isn't sticky. It certainly is. And it does stay within the boundaries of the firm to a certain extent. But in terms of processing it and retaining it within the firm, but also the ability to recall it and then act on it in the future, that is both an information processing problem, but an also an organizational memory and recall problem. Human beings, at the end of the day, still typically conduct that kind of activity, still need to recall events, recall actions. And, you know, in literature, for example, to do with family business, there's an interesting debate around how legacies and prior events create a degree of survivability capital that allows individuals to draw on those historical events. But again, it's a very rational view of human beings and to what extent really in, in, the, in the stress of 
crisis and pressure, do human beings really do that? Again, artificial intelligence may help reactivate organizational memory and recall when it's needed the most. So I think there's some very big questions there about how AI may support information processing and organizational learning. Allied to that is theories of bounded rationality. So in other words, employees can only process a certain amount of information and handle a certain amount of information, especially when circumstances around them change rapidly and in uncertain ways to be able to cope and therefore arrive at so-called optimal or rational decisions. So rather than being you know, the so-called rational economic man or fully rational and optimizing or maximizing their decisions and profits, the reality is that humans typically tend to be bounded rational, boundedly rational and therefore arrive at satisfactory as opposed to optimal um, answers. So with this in mind then, can AI help the individual transcend those particular boundaries or difficulties? Another critical or key firm, uh, a theory of the firm, for example, and a theory of what goes on inside the business is the resource-based view and the knowledge-based view. So the resource-based view sees the business as a uh, repository of resources and each firm has unique resources different to the other, therefore creating differences in what value it can create and what wealth it can create and what ways it could innovate with those resources. Again, we can look at or simply point to the fact that well, human beings can be infinitely creative and therefore can think infinitely of new ways to combine those resources or orchestrate those resources to create innovations. But again, this is against the backdrop of legacy capabilities and historical resources that often lead us to or lead managers and entrepreneurs to see change as threats rather than as opportunities. Very, very simple example of this is to just think about the evolution of smartphones, to think about the evolution of MP3, or to think about what happened in the music industry. The shift from CDs, for example, to MP3 could easily have been anticipated by Sony, and arguably was anticipated by Sony, but was initially seen as a threat to its traditional business model and legacy investments and capabilities. So it correctly responded by seeing that as a threat and implemented strategic mechanisms to defend its resources and capabilities and its competitive advantage. That's absolutely normal. The thing is, though, it could equally have seen that as an opportunity to revolutionize the music industry and to move away from tried and tested business models and products and services. But it didn't. The, however, Apple did because Apple had you know, more to gain, less to lose from a strategy perspective. And that's the difference between, let's say, the entrepreneurial orchestration of resource versus the strategic orchestration of it. So again, what does AI hold or herald in that sense? An evolution of the resource-based view was the knowledge-based view, which sees the firm as repositories of knowledge and firms come together precisely because they can hold vast pockets of knowledge and then a better place to organize that to create value and wealth from knowledge. But again, with big data resources, for example, and large access, well, increasingly large access to near infinite amounts of knowledge and information, channeling that in ways that create value and create wealth is not so easy. So the question then becomes, could AI 
help businesses and plug into these theories to help us understand the value creation process from the knowledge held within the boundaries of the firm and probably crucially outside the boundaries of the firm. There's also a role for artificial intelligence and in decision-making models. So for instance, in strategy, we've known for quite a long time about emergence versus planned behavior, decision, strategic decision-making or planning. There's growing research around organizational improvisation, for instance. So can AI support those pockets of creativity, can help support more rigorous decision-making? Or on the other hand, might AI lead decision-makers down blind alleys as they become over-reliant on the technology as opposed to human interpretation? I think one very good example of this is Formula One, where Fernando Alonso in his um, tenure with Ferrari narrowly missed out on the Formula One World Championship precisely because the uh, engineers and the team were over-reliant on what the uh, artificial intelligence was predicting in terms of race strategy, and they responded simply with what the, the AI were, or the, the software was saying, as opposed to looking at the race conditions itself and the actions of other, um, others on the track and track conditions. So again, in that scenario, AI assisted decision-making, but in a way that ultimately led to failure and Sebastian Vettel famously won uh, the World Championship. In terms of outside the firm, we have institutional theory, for instance. So institutional theory often speaks to regulatory and societal uh, norms around business activity. Here we can speak to, well, what are the regulatory, ethical and societal challenges posed by artificial intelligence? We can also move one step further and look at stakeholder theory. So how does the firm manage its relationship with its stakeholders? This is not so easy as it seems because different stakeholders lobby the business for different degrees of attention and um, response. Now, the business cannot possibly respond to all stakeholders equally. It simply does not have the resources to do that. But it's also not even necessary within stakeholder theory. It's instead the, the pressure is on identifying important stakeholders combined with important narratives in the outside uh, environment, and then how should it develop a response? So what can AI do in terms of managing its interface between the business and the client or stakeholders? We're already seeing how AI is being used in marketing, it's being used for customer discovery, it's being used to create content. So in this sense, the AI is already acting as an intermediary between the business and its stakeholders, yet we know nothing in theory about how that um, functions in that process or what are the consequences are. We can also look at network theory. So again, it's critical for businesses to develop the range of networks that can help uh, take the business forward. We've known for years that networks matter, but we also know that networks generate redundancies, in which case we need a plethora of weak ties to provide new sources of knowledge information. But again, how much can a firm handle? In theory, we've never really crossed beyond the point of assuming that firms are capable of holding near infinite amount of ties. We've not challenged ourselves to ask how do networks evolve? How are networks sustained? How do they grow? What happens when we sacrifice ties? What ha happens when in many ways we have to put social capital at risk to move into new technologies? Think about how businesses are going to have to move away from traditional business models, products and services to embrace new technology. 
What happens to networks in that scenario? How do we build newer networks to enable the rapid exploitation of technology? All of that, all of these are questions that need answering. Also, we can look at innovation adoption. How may AI support innovation adoption, speed up both the broader adoption of innovation and uh, or early adoption of it, as well as grow the magnitude of later adoption? There's lots of different questions around that. So those are some of the theoretical questions that I wanted to you know, pose. Let's now start looking at the so-called real world and think about, okay, well, what's happening empirically? What are we seeing empirically in the outside world? Well, first of all, ChatGPT use cases have grown rapidly in the first quarter of 2023 as the sophistication of uh, ChatGPT grows. And frankly, what we're now seeing is something of an arms race. And ChatGPT has very quickly evolved from being a product and a service to being a platform, which other AI um, software solutions are literally just leveraging ChatGPT as its underlying uh, platform, a tech base, to run its own AI models. So really what we are seeing is an arms race here. The other thing is, though, and this is something I found extremely interesting when looking at some of the caveats of using ChatGPT. So I'm going to preface this by saying, okay, so this is in early 2023 when ChatGPT was launched and in the first six months. Some of the key arguments are something ChatGPT has very clear on its own um, website and portal is that it has a list of limitations. And it says that it may accurate, uh, so it may occasionally generate incorrect information. It may occasionally produce harmful instructions or biased content. It has limited information knowledge of the world and events after 2021. Although that depends if you have access to the paid version can can change that. But let's look at some of these verb terminologies and verbiage here. May occasionally generate incorrect information, may occasionally produce harmful instructions or biased content. You know, generating incorrect information and producing harmful or biased content, again, these are OpenAI's own words. They are caveating that there can be problems with the AI. But these words are not accidental. Generating and producing are very clear. It makes up the information. It not only can collate and synthesize information that might be wrong, it may openly produce and generate incorrect information and harmful responses in the first place. So again, these words are not accidental. So uh, there are major implications here because entrepreneurs openly realize that they must have a plan for artificial intelligence. This is very clear in the entrepreneurship community. Talk to entrepreneurs and it is crystal clear that they realize they must have a plan for AI. But when the AI itself and the platforms behind AI acknowledge that the AI is imperfect, that it can not only report wrong information or synthesize wrong information, it can even generate or produce that incorrectly, that raises a whole battery of ethical questions that need to be understood. Finally, let's move on to research methods. So, what could AI potentially help us with in terms of research methods? Well, personally, I think there are significant amounts of opportunities from the point of view of research methods. So far, and having both been an editor of a journal, a special issue of an editor around 
um, advanced uh, and innovations around res management research methods and also uh, being a reviewer. One of the things that I've seen so far really is a lot of hyperbole around application of artificial intelligence into research methods with frankly very little rigor, both in terms of those argumentations or hyperbole and also in terms of how they might be used. You know, I don't think we are short for ideas of how we might use AI. The problem is actually a human capital one, lacking the necessary skills to take good advantage of it. So what could AI support? First of all, as simulations and scenario testing. We've had the means in management research to conduct simulations and scenarios uh, or experimental research methods for quite some time. And the AI can potentially help us to scale that up. Equally, AI may um, support us with predictive modeling. But I think where you'll see more use of AI is in, first of all, replication studies. We know that in management research, there has been a replication crisis now for quite some time. So AI may help us to replicate studies and, and see whether or not findings replicate across dense amounts of data, data sets, countries, or help us to really understand the context in which replication may or may not occur. Another scenario is assisted and augmented systematic reviews. Now, I have actually my own paper on this, uh, published in the Journal of Small Business uh, uh, Management, Journal of Small Business Management, and where we actually used a machine learning tool to see if it could replicate or improve upon uh, a human-based systematic literature review. Good news was it was able to replicate, to a certain extent improve, but certainly not replace human endeavour. And therefore, it, re it really helped me realise that machine learning and artificial intelligence can support replication, but also can assist us to make augmented reviews of complex literature and to be sure that we are actually providing a good overview. Another scenario artificial intelligence can help is both in qualitative and quantitative data analysis, if only to verify human forms of analyses or to help us analyse far more complex and large data sets than we could um, alone, especially qualitatively. Now, there are some concerns in business management and re uh, management research relating to methods and data that I've hinted at that I think AI can really support. There is the replication crisis, there is a growing need for rigour and you know there is there are ever-growing stocks of management research so there's growing demand for management research and there is certainly a growing supply of it and this is intertwined with the complexity of social science and I think where AI can help is both helping in terms of replication and resolving the replication crisis it can help support our arguments for rigorous research methods, especially in qualitative research, to show that analysis was rigorously conducted and could be replicated, for instance, um, by an AI, which would help support the sense that the analysis is uh, more valid and reliable and less open to subjectivity and bias. Also, I think AI can help us with assimilation problems. There is an ever-growing volume and scope of entrepreneurship and innovation research that creates significant challenges for accurately and comprehensively and reliably reviewing, cataloguing and analysing the richness of that literature. So if we think about 
all the literature that exists out there and if AI can help us to pull that together and make more sense of it then we can better understand where the gaps are where the need for more opportunity is but also it can help us to go beyond the tendency to over rely on English language research by helping us see well what about findings in other languages that are common being commonly being overlooked and it can then help us to assimilate a better degree of knowledge and understanding so I hope you found this, this podcast useful. I hope you, th- you know, helps trigger some research ideas among you about some of the theory questions, some of the empirical questions, and some of the methodological questions that we have about how we really, really need to bring together the fields of entrepreneurship and innovation and information systems together if we're going to really unlock the potential of artificial intelligence both for uh, management and entrepreneurship research but also certainly for management and entrepreneurship practice and therefore bridging that theory and practice divide. So thank you very much for listening, I hope that was useful to you and we'll catch you in the next podcast, thank you.